Welcome to the Investor Shed Podcast with Nick Beveridge, the ultimate source for all things investing and beyond. For free tools, tips, and tricks, go to NorthIdahoREI.com. Today's episode features Ryan Dale and Chris King. Ryan and Chris met on the East Coast with a passion for building and jeeping. Check out their story of moving to Spokane, starting a friendship and business, and how they got started in real estate investing. Stay tuned. My bad. Let's probably introduce ourselves. Yeah. Uh, everyone knows me. I'm Nick and Ryan. I'm Ryan and Chris. Uh, Ryan and Chris. Chris. And where, where, where are you guys from? Ooh, that's a, a loaded question. <laughs> We started becoming friends through our love of building and off-roading Jeeps, so... Nice. You might want uh, to be a little bit closer to that mic. Oh, yeah. Like, within a couple of feet. Okay. Uh, so, I got a Jeep because uh, our buddy Sebastian had one, and I really liked it. It cured a hangover for me one morning, so... Nice. Uh, like a Jeep around, Yeah, driving around with no doors. Uh-huh. I was like, holy heck, this is awesome. So, I ended up buying one. And then I got part of this club, uh, Jeep Club, and I posted, does anyone want to go out this weekend? And uh, No, 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 I did. So, all right, oh, that's right, up. you posted. So, and I was like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I enjoy Jeeping. Uh, I had a little small, I don't know, white um, YJ, a little square headlights, you know, the yuppie Jeep or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and so those. I sold that, and then I got a, a newer to me, a brand new 12 Rubicon two-door. I was like, yeah, let's go mm. take it out. And at the time, my son was, I don't know, five, six years old or something like that. And so I posted in this group and I was like, hey, we're going, you know, wheeling this, you know, it's new Jeep. I want to get it dirty. Anyone want to come? This random guy named Chris King was like, yeah, I'll show up. I'll be there. I'm like, okay, cool. Meeting dudes on the internet, you know, at a random gas station on the way. So I'm there with my son in the back and then Chris rolls up and he's like three chicks hanging out, music's blaring. And I'm like, who is oh this my mother? Gosh. Like, what the hell? All right, this is going to be fun. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Kickstart My Heart, Motley Crue, yeah. too, just nice. blaring yeah. as I pulled into this gas station. So, so what, <laughs> where did you guys go mud in? Um, George Washington National Forest. West in, Virginia. Yeah. West, oh, okay. Yeah, West Virginia. So, so where you guys from? East did you you yeah. met there? Okay. Yeah. So I was born and raised in the Seattle area. was out in the, the East Coast for 13 years or whatever, and that's where we met. Okay. And then... Um, so I remember this one, uh, that jeeping um, uh, time uh, we were going, and uh, at one point Chris was um, on top of his jeep uh, with a foot on the windshield, foot on the roll bar, a winch cable in one hand and a beer in the other, and he's riding his jeep and slowly going down. Driving. Somebody no, else is driving. I'm not also trying to drive. And my son looks up and he's like, "Dad, I don't think that's safe." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's not, you know." How but inwardly, son? at the time he was like five. Okay. Inwardly, I was like, "That looks like fun, right?" <laughs> so then he gets into my jeep and we've met like just 30 minutes before, and he's like, "Yeah." Going I, on about how New England Patriots. I are, just had gone to the, the the 14 Super Bowl with my dad. I took him to the the one in Phoenix that we beat the Seahawks at. Because so I'm from originally Massachusetts. Okay. Still so, riding that high. Still still <laughs> riding that high. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so a 20 minute dissertation on how New England Patriots are the best and Seattle Seahawks suck. And at the end of this long <laughs> diatribe, it was like, so do you watch football? I was like, yeah, a little bit. He's like, who do you root for? And I was like, Seattle Seahawks. And he's like. <gasps> Awkward. Awkward. Yeah, it was fun. I'm gonna go check oh, on man. my Jeep now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was it was uh, love at first sight. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So uh, fast forward a couple of years, I had uh, <laughs> moved down to Atlanta and uh, didn't enjoy it there. We were looking for a new place to to live, and uh, I was like, Hey, Chris, you you want to go flip houses in Spokane? He's like, 
I was done with Virginia. I, I, uh, it was so expensive to live there. Um, I had a, a lawsuit that I ended up winning from my, my last... Uh, I, I was a builder in Virginia. Oh, okay. Uh, that uh, ended up closing and settling out of, and uh, my wife and I decided to move on uh, amicably. Um, but... Uh, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go help my parents finish their house in New England for eight months, take a sabbatical, and just figure things out. And he calls, and he's like, I need a contractor on the West Coast. You in? When I get back from Iraq, I was like, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So we buy a trailer. I load it up, and December 5th of 2019, I yep. show up after driving three oh, wow. solid days of 21-hour days. I made it here. In so this is just like a year ago. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So, but you you're from so Seattle was, area. And yeah. Born, why, why Spokane? So I got lost. Um, <laughs> this, so uh, my ex-wife, uh, she and I co-parent together or whatever. She, um, we met in Seattle area and then mm-hmm. moved out to the East Coast and then uh, for a little bit of time moved down to Georgia and then we were trying to pick you know where we wanted to go next because uh, she wanted to switch jobs and at the time I was working overseas and so I could kind of live wherever. And um, so she uh, and I both have family back in Seattle area, but she also has family in uh, Rathrum, Idaho. And so oh, okay. we're looking at either Colorado, uh, like Boulder area for skiing, um, or Spokane because, you know, family, and then also good skiing. Yeah. And so I uh, looked at uh, housing prices, <laughs> I think, and uh, I was like, yeah, Spokane, let's do that. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot cheaper. <laughs> Spokane is probably the cheapest in the area right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we ended up uh, deciding to move here uh, a year and a half ago. And then I went back over to Iraq for another couple months and then came back in December uh, a couple days before he showed up. And I closed on the house a couple days later uh, to live, you know, primary residence or whatever. And then uh, a couple months later, we closed on our first uh, flip house. And a couple months later, closed on our second flip house. And then nice. So have you flipped houses Prior to that? No, God, no. Okay, you got to back the hell yeah, up. I, I, back up. Okay, <laughs> back up a little. Yeah. Tell me, okay, what, what got your wheels ticking about, like, hey, we should flip houses? So, um, yeah, actually, I don't know what your original bug was for that. <laughs> like, did you, like, hear a seminar on the radio so, <laughs> or something like that? No, no, the short version is... Um, my job, my profession, I was a pilot for 20 years in flying airplanes and stuff, um, took me overseas, and I was away from my son. So yeah. I was looking for some kind of a job uh, that would uh, provide income and then uh, keep me close to my son to watch him grow up because he is 12 years old now, and I figure I have maybe two, three more years where I'm not an asshole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then I'll be an asshole, you know. Yeah. Um, right now... I gotta go I back to beating our kids. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. I feel like we're. Wow. I feel like as a country, we've gotten away from. Yeah. That. <laughs> Don't be an we asshole. Gotta, so we gotta get back to the abuse. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just, I like it. I'm just somewhat kidding. Somewhat kidding. <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> we don't do edits on this show. So, <laughs> so we can. Um, I mean, if you. Fundamentally, I was around a bunch of guys that were um, going after money, and uh, the money over there was stupid. It was 300 plus a year um, salary, and um, for me, there's more to life than, than money. Uh, I wanted Wait, so uh, that was work, flying airplanes. Yeah, yeah, flying airplanes. Um, wow! So he's an I'm, incredible pilot. <laughs> I wanted to uh, spend time with my son, and uh, you know, through his kind of adolescence. Um, I was watching other guys who had families back home that 
missing out on birthdays, missing out on this, missing out, you know, just missing life. Um, and I kind of took stock of uh, where I was at and I determined that that wasn't for me. I, I enjoy the money, believe me, I love spending money. Yeah. But um, I wanted to be closer to my son. So I was looking for either uh, getting a job flying back in the States or uh, something that would be uh, interesting, you know, something fun. So then I, I kind of stumbled on uh, bigger pockets and uh, I was like, both feet just jumped in, let's go. Yeah. So I started reading all the books, listening to all the podcasts. So how do, you, then, what, how do you stumble upon like such a site like Bigger Pockets? Because I, I feel like that's not a site you just stumble upon. Yeah, so uh, uniquely, actually, it was my brother. Uh, he was like, I think you. Bigger something else. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Your web searching. <laughs> Bigger Let's what's not in talk the about my web, <laughs> web history. Come on now. What's this real estate investing? That's not what I was going yeah. after, but sure. <laughs> Bigger, <laughs> Bigger packages. <laughs> Biggerpackages.com. No, I, uh, my brother actually, he, he's a, a doctor over in Seattle, and he's like, you know what? I think you should get into real estate. And I was like, yeah, sure, real estate. Why not? It sounds great. So I, then I was, was like, your brother? Yeah, my older brother. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's where I started doing a little bit of research on real estate. And then I was like, oh, I'll just get my license. I mean, how hard is that? So a couple of weeks studying, took the Two weeks. And, and whatever. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. And then I was like, okay, now Bigger Pockets, you know, they do a phenomenal job of kind of explaining or dumbing it down to the very basics. You know, what is a flip? What is a wholesale? What is, you know, this and that and the other thing. And so <clears throat> that kind of gave me the ideas, if you will. And then I was like, I want to flip. That's definitely where I'm at. Cause I knew this guy and I was like, I, I've done work myself. I know he does really good work. Yeah. So let's see if we can make it work. Why not? So here we okay. are. Cool. So you decided you wanted to flip. And at that point, were you already in Spokane? No, no, I was in nope. Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, did you do anything? To, did you start any projects down there? No, no. Okay. I uh... <laughs> <laughs> just spent time in his RV. <laughs> yeah, so I I um, I like not working uh, overseas, and so I I don't know twenty nineteen I think I worked three months out of the year, and then the rest of the month I was just sitting like a bump in the log in my RV. So it was internet research, you know, all kinds yeah. of I, learning. I would call him to be like, all right, what's the next step? And he'd be like, sorry, I was napping. Was like, <laughs> three in the afternoon. <laughs> we we got you know this is the beginning of twenty nineteen when he finally pitches this to me, and I'm like, yeah. Let's go, you know? Yeah. Einstein was a big napper. Yeah. <laughs> you know, scientifically, napping is actually uh, strategic. You know, that 2, 30, 3 o'clock lull. Uh -huh. um, what you're doing in, in the nap is actually transitioning short-term memory into long-term memory. It's actually really good for you. Uh, yeah. So I'm a big proponent of napping. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, Chris. What's Jeez. up with that? I should nap more. Is what you should. Saying. Yeah. We should all take a nap right after. <laughs> right <this> now. <laughs> and nap. <laughs> right you, you can fast forward for the next 20 minutes. Yeah, 20 minutes. We'll be singing lullabies to each other. <sighs> Dude, those Google Nap Pods, though. Oh, yeah. I there you love go. one of those. What is a Google Nap Pod? Google has these pods. They're nap pods. That, so their employees uh, can go into them and, like, literally... It's a 20-minute just ambient noise or lighting, just uh, quiet experience, and it reaches. Oh, at like their a batteries. Google headquarters, like yeah, for yeah, the yeah. employees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. Yeah. You were yeah. looking to order one, weren't you? Amazon. Nah. Napa. I'm into the. I like the float tanks. Yeah. <laughs> Have Napa you ever done noise. that? Oh yeah. Wait, like Stranger oh, Things. Really? Yeah. Where, Stranger Things. <laughs> when they put the girl in salt water or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Is that idea. in Stranger Things? Yeah. yeah. That's how. Eleven. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, focuses her inner to chi to get into the upside down. 
No, to find people. But wasn't she? No, she was just in a tank like full of light with scientists watching her. Water. Wasn't she? Water, salt water. Yeah. Because like, remember, this they is did like that more in the like, school. This, you're like in a dark like room and then you put your the lid down and you're in complete silence. What what was it like floating. for you? I think it's great. I've done it I've I've probably done it a dozen times. Really? Um but it's it's great it's great to do I I need to get back in the habit of doing it like maybe every couple weeks or so, but it's a good place to like kind of um well the one that I went to shut down when covid happened. Okay. Uh so I got to go I got to look again. I think there's one in Post Falls actually. I could just but, boil um, the water in between sessions. It's it's great just to collect your thoughts, um, make decisions yeah. for the week. You know what that's everything awesome. that you've been that's been going I would on. Do that. Um, yeah. And and it's it's just a great spot to kind of reset and and you you come out just feeling like a million bucks. Like yeah. you've got um, you feel good about what you've done with life and you got uh, things that have been yeah in your head. You got clarity about how you're making more decisions. That's awesome. Anyway, that's that's what it's done for me. I, most people, I think they probably just nap and jerk off. But. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I just mean, kidding. Been we call those Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we just lost seven subscribers. Seven <laughs> subscribers <laughs> out of our fourteen. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> mom is mom is done watching my show. Oh, dang it! And that was the second time I got cracked. Dad wouldn't even watch. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. Yeah, so uh, we we did a couple of flips, and uh, we found out that our uh, kind of dollar per hour for flipping uh, when we're doing yeah. the work ourselves wasn't that great in the grand scheme of things. We made money on both oh, okay. uh, both of the flips, and we're currently still doing one right now. But so the, so let's uh, hold on. You mind if I ask you about your, the yeah. first experience? What, what what was it like when you when you decide okay we're in Spokane now yeah. and we're looking for a house to flip? It was, what was that like? It, How'd you start off? I feel, for at least my point of view was apprehension on we don't really know uh, the cost of things. Even though I was a builder, Virginia prices are different from right. you know Spokane prices. Uh, we don't have any subcontractors lined up. One of the biggest things that you know when I had my company full blown on the East Coast was my subcontractors were a squad. You know like. And I had three behind them, you know, in case they couldn't. So Ryan and I were literally doing all of the work until we can find these trades that we trust, but also just finding a property. We're, we're initially pricing ourselves out every time because we were playing the safe game. I yeah. wanted to be really conservative with yeah. the, you know, acquisition, the over overestimating the rehab, and then really conservative. It's a on good the, tactic. Yeah, <laughs> but it also prices out of a it lot of things. Out a lot of That's properties. okay. Yeah. I think you should, uh, you shouldn't get... More yeah. than one out of twenty deals you go after. Yeah, uh, we you know, we see that now, but yeah. uh, the flip game just doesn't have a ton of profitability, and it might be because I am used to such high end work. It's so hard for me to back off everything I've ever known about carpentry and and building a house and try to put it as a Spokane Valley standard, uh, <laughs> where it's just like people load. <laughs> Like trim into a shotgun and then they just fire it at the, the door and yep. like that's considered acceptable here. And I don't, uh, I'm not a big fan of that. Well, I think you just <laughs> got to stay. I mean, every neighborhood's going to be different. You just, yeah, gotta, you got to bring yeah. the house up to the neighborhood. And I, I think a lot of people get confused about that. Yeah. They'll either underdo it or overdo it a little bit. They never get it perfect, sure, unless you're me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, but I, know, I know my market. <laughs> <I am. laughs> just the perfect. Just every kidding. time. 
I just I just put granite in a house on Bora Avenue, the Worst Street in Cordova. <laughs> <laughs> so I overdo it sometimes too. But you know, granite was a thousand bucks. Michael would have been eight hundred. Yeah, <laughs> so, two hundred bucks. I mean, you yeah, know, it's durability. But are you keeping it as a rental or is this a flip? Uh, I am flipping this house, okay. but the last several houses I bought, other than spec homes I've been building, um, have all been like a burr type of deal. Sure. I'm trying to keep them as rentals. That's awesome. Yeah. We, we've been doing um, uh, butcher block countertops. Oh. Uh, the challenge with that is, uh, you know, we're granted would be, let's say, 1200 bucks uh, release over in Spokane to install for, you know, average size, you know, kitchen. We can get butcher blocks in there for five to 700 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But Not the, including our time. But the flip of that is that it requires more of our time because there's a lot more prep. And then, like, if you have two uh, butcher block pieces, you have to stick them together somehow. Well, you can't just, you know, from the top, you know, screw them together. So you have to Craig screw them from the bottom and make, you know, that seam disappear. And so there's a lot more prep time and time or effort into it. So when we actually broke down the numbers, I think we're going to be doing granite because you're just paying, you know. Yeah. Plus everybody loves granite. Yeah. Or quartz. We had a um, lot of uh, people like, really enjoy the butcher block, though. Yeah, we, sure. We did have... But everyone loves granite and quartz. It's true. <laughs> Not everybody's De- going to love butcher block. Depending on the granite and quartz, though, because it and, could be the wrong color. Yeah. And prep time, as you probably know, is like 80% of the job <laughs> with almost everything you do. Yeah. yeah. Um, we learned... And it's hard to put that in your calculations over time yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> you just think oh this takes this uh, this will take a day and four days of prep yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah that oh yeah i think i think there's there's two big takeaways that we we got from our first project over on queen ave um so how much did, uh, oh, how did you find this property uh so we found it through uh david clinton actually uh, okay. found it for us and uh he had lined up uh funding through allen and pmc okay and then um we, so you found it did he wholesale it to you uh no he or was actually a partner in, he was a partner in, okay. yeah in the project and so uh we did the the work um he basically the acquisition price was 155,000. We so put, 155 it was a hard money loan yeah hard money uh and then we put um what 70 into it 69 73.5 73.5 yes yeah, did you like get that. the acquisition fully um did you get a loan for the whole acquisition just yeah. come in with the rehab money yeah so we we came in with the rehab money and okay. then did the rehab out of pocket and then uh, 75 uh, 70 and you're doing the work yeah so that sounds like a big gut job yeah it was <laughs> well the four most expensive words of that project were just Ryan. hear me out yeah can we just what if push this wall back <laughs> i just want to open it yeah. all up oh He's you like, went all move. hgtv yeah let's yeah move. i did we gotta open chris is ty pennington said we could move the furnace to the other side of the house <laughs> cheaply okay well no but we did and yeah. moving the furnace and it worked out uh worked out well it did work out really well uh there was there's a funny story i'm doing demo while ryan's off with his family doing something forget you you went up to Wapato or something like oh, okay. that and I'm demoing the staircase downstairs and <laughs> I hear this like like demon voice yeah coming out of like I couldn't find where it was coming from it was inside the newel posts it was just like you know four pieces of one by uh-huh. when it was hollow and it was a child's uh, recording device that goes inside like a stuffed animal or something, <laughs> but the batteries were dying, so it sounded oh, demonic. Okay, nice. and it scared. I, I don't get really scared in houses too often. 
Yeah. Like, what is this thing? I, I, that would freak me out. Yeah, so I was he alone. Kicks the newel post over, and it's like, he's <laughs> like, what the hell? I thought it was like a ravenous raccoon or something. At first, right, I yeah. didn't know it was in the newel post. <laughs> Finally, I found it, and I was like, golly, that was. That was scary. You said that, golly. That was <laughs> no, scary. No, I probably said, <laughs> Gee, what the fuck? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> Gee willikers, mister. <laughs> that sure is frightening. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that uh, um, that was pretty terrifying. But other than that, that house went fairly smooth. I told Ryan that... How we, long did it take you guys? So, this is funny. In Virginia... <laughs> Concrete is a lot softer, uh-huh. even on the older homes. So here, they're like, let's throw in boulders and and like titanium and like whatever like is the hardest around, material. There's a car we're not using anymore. Yeah, yeah. Just throw yeah. it in there, you know. Yeah. So we rented a wet saw and I've cut window wells before, you know. Yeah. And I was like, we'll get it done in a couple hours. Two windows, no big deal. We were there for ten fucking hours, <laughs> completely drenched, Co- head to toe. You hook up the hose, gasoline yeah. smell. You them for like There's three windows. inches so, of water in the yeah, basement, we, which is completely gutted at this point, so it didn't matter. But like, yeah. we oh, cut gosh. in these two windows, and and at the end of it, <laughs> we're like, I'm, we're never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> It opened it up. The basement looked great because we added two bedrooms downstairs. We made it a, a three, three no, four, one four. into a four two. Yes. So, um, and we were proud of that fact because we didn't like grandfather in the eye, the eyebrow window just because it says it on the MLS. You know, we take pride in actually being able to say this is a bedroom, not just because someone called it a bedroom before. You know, because a firefighter can get in here, which yep. that's one of our biggest moral standards. Like, if the if we find an oven tube, the electrical's coming out. If we find, you know, that there's a bedroom without, you know, an escape option, second escape option, uh, then, yeah, we, we, we put in the correct things. I never want to be responsible for someone's kid or death, yeah. you know. That's, that's terrifying. So that's very sweet of you. So thanks. It's kind of emotional, teary up right now. <laughs> no, just kidding. So uh, yeah, the the overhaul of rehab we did basically got the uh, majority of the basement, moved the furnace uh, from under the stairs to around the corner, and then opened up uh, kind of like created a little mechanical room, and then two bedrooms downstairs. Uh, with egress windows and then upstairs we added a bathroom off of the master along with a deck a private deck off the back of that so that one okay all said and done uh took us uh four months uh, to get everything all done and then up on the market another month or so to to sell so, so that was with you guys doing a lot the, of the like yeah. all the plumbing electrical and yeah food. well we had an electrician come in because we okay. uh, we were told by the city that if we were keeping it as homeowners. We can do it, but since we were upfront, you know, we're right. flipping it, then we have to have a licensed electrician. Yeah, in. I've been through that too. Yeah, yeah there was similar rules in yeah in, in Coeur Yeah, mm-hmm. there's gray areas though where you can get around it. If you're if you're like, if you can hold on to it for a year, you can yeah. count as the homeowner to do the work yourself. Not right. electrical, but Intent plumbing too. and structural. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I we found that out the hard way about the electrical. Because I was planning on doing it. I'm really happy I didn't. Because I know enough to get 
it going, but the code, as of recently even, is changing so much drastically in the electrical world. Like everything is arc fault protection now. Like yeah, you there's can't just a lot. run one mm -hmm. wire to one fixture from the switch anymore. It has to have a complete dual wire loop now, which is insane. Uh, every box that could be a light box, every box now has that could be a ceiling fan has yeah. to be a ceiling fan box. So you can't just do surface mounts if you don't want a fan. Right. It doesn't matter. It has to be able to support a fan now, which I think is ludicrous. Above 10 just be, Is this yeah, for the good. stupid homeowners that are like, can we put a fan where my halo was? Like, no. Like, <laughs> now it costs me well, can $42 you get a to get a fan for... box up there. Like, it's... Yeah. Do they make remodel fan boxes? Uh, yeah, they, they, they make the, there's the ones that like you can slide up into the hole and it has like a augmented boom arms that like you stick a tool into and start screwing it and the arms will come out and right. fasten to whatever the joists are. Yeah. They'll just They've pinch got a wire like, and spark it. Yeah. I didn't think about that. If there is a wire run alongside the joist that would, yeah. Pinch it. Yeah. 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 YOLO. It's probably no. a good chance it won't. No. <laughs> but yeah, that's why it helps. We, yeah, I use... On my second flip, I just I learned how to wire a house on YouTube, <laughs> and nice. I and I wired a house. That's awesome. <laughs> what could go wrong? I won't do that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but it was it was fun. Yeah, you learned a lot. Yeah, it was confusing, but uh, I figured it out. That's all. Awesome. <laughs> Three way switches and stuff were a little yeah. complicated. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, electricians are worth their money. <laughs> yeah, they are, and yeah. a good one too. And they're quick, especially uh, yeah. if walls are open. Yeah. <laughs> If you pick the right one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, let's see. We put 155 We put 70 into it. Uh, and then what was our sales price? 263 No, that was our second house. Yeah. Uh, we sold it. We went for 280 We got 265 267 267 That's right. 267 Yeah. Okay. How um, long ago was this? This was, uh, we closed. May? So, May, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And then we pulled the funds from that one after closing. Were, to, were you nervous? So this is kind of newer with COVID, right? A couple yeah. months in or yeah, so. We were, we were terrified because the housing market kind of dropped. So we, yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, the housing market, you no, no inventory. Yeah. There was like five houses. You know what I mean? Like, Everybody was scared. Yeah. People were still buying. Right when COVID hit, I passed on a flip that would have netted me like 120 grand. Oh. Bro. <laughs> But it was like Should've right after it happened, all these lenders are just like, whoa, we're not going to – because yeah. it seemed like, oh, we have a worldwide pandemic now, and the market's finally going to tank. Yeah, <laughs> even Wells but Fargo just, nixed the HELOCs. Like, yeah. that's scary. Like, where people are like, oh, crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then the market just – we had already purchased our next flip, which we hadn't seen yet. So uh, what? that's another fun <laughs> story. <laughs> so, so you purchased another flip that you hadn't seen? Well, we saw pictures. Wait, so how, did you guys do good then on that first one after hard money fees and lender split, Had we, partner splits and all? Yeah, all, all said and done, 32000 was a was profit. And then we split that with uh, with David and, and um, we took the other half. So that's where like okay. our hourly rate for the amount of time and effort and money that we put in. Right, you would have made more just probably being a contractor. That's yeah, or buying Bitcoin yeah. too. Yeah. Jesus, right. that's true. But at right. least you're getting the experience. Yeah. Figuring out. Yep. No, we are. <laughs> every every house that we do, we learn a bunch. If you don't lose money on your first couple of flips, you're getting a good education, I feel like. No. Even I, if you've already, you know, 
fixed up houses, but there's a lot more to it than that. We yeah, definitely. It's about making the right decisions for what's you know, what is the market going to bear. Yeah, and all that. we yeah. definitely had some good takeaways from. from oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah. I think yeah, every house that we've done, we've learned a lot. In it sucks that you have to learn, but you have to learn at some point in time, um, especially when you're you're starting out and there's tremendous resources out there and awesome people in the community that you can ask questions for and, and reach out to and say, hey, here's you know the issue that I'm, I'm struggling with. But at the end of the day, you have to learn those lessons yourself to figure out, okay, what's, what's your niche? And that's kind of where we're uh, transitioning a little bit right now. Um, if, yeah. we, if, I, if we're gonna do another flip, it would not be to focus on the house at all. It would just be like put up like a 60 by 40 shed and then the homeowner wouldn't care about what the house condition is. Because the, the one thing in Spokane that I always yeah. say is a homeowner buys a shack, puts up a mansion of a shed, and then buys an RV. Like, what is that? <laughs> everybody that here. <laughs> like, all the toys they need. Yeah. You can care less. What is that over there? Oh, that's just my house. Don't worry about that. It's just well, the shed it's, RV it's and funny. Toys. It's funny that you say it. Well, well, we call it a shop here, man. <laughs> okay. I'm building, uh, so I'm building a house in Post Falls. Um, and I know we're going to get at least 500 grand for it. Yeah. Because it's going to have a 30 by 40 shop. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, the house, like, it's going to have th three bedrooms, two baths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like 1,500 square feet. Well, it's not going to be a But, like, people, people are like, oh, my I God, was... you got a shop for almost – because you're in an area where recreation is king. Mm -hmm. And people like to accumulate over time. Yeah, toys. Toys. Yeah. And these toys take up a lot of space. Yeah. And – just living up here, you're going to want a truck, you're going to want plow stuff, you're going to want all kinds of, you know. America. America. <laughs> Dirt bikes, yeah. snowmobiles, yeah, yeah. boats, I, RVs. I get it. it adds up. I like the and, idea of a shop because I've always wanted like a norm. I want to retire as a furniture maker. So I, I've yeah. always wanted like a, a Norm Abram style shop. And I think most guys like fantasize about having a shop if they don't yet yeah. i know i do yeah yeah <laughs> i have a shop that's rented out We're but, gonna do but one day i'm gonna have my own shop, shop slash hanger yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh i was talking to an appraiser yesterday um and he was appraising a house that we were looking at buying and we started bsing and he was talking about auxiliary dwelling units and he said yep. that's the one bang for buck it returns a dollar 25 for every dollar that you put in from an appraiser's standpoint. Yeah. And I was blown away. Oh, and I got a huge tidbit for everybody out there, or quick tip or whatever you want to call All it. All 16. That million. I learned recently. <laughs> if anybody out there owns property in the city of Hayden, um, re either just rental property or their own house, um, on most lots, you can build an ADU up to 800 square feet or the potentially 1,000 square feet after March, they're going to vote on it. It could go up to 1,000. And um, normally, you'd have to be living on the property in most of these jurisdictions, like in order to qualify for an ADU. So you'd have to live in, on, in the house or the ADU, but the city of Hayden, they'll let investors do it. You don't have to live so, there. So there's a lot of untapped potential out there in Hayden. Just throw let where, you guys know. Where is Hayden? Hayden's uh, in, just north of Coeur d'Alene here. Oh, okay. It's the next, next city up. It's I haven't three, minutes, three minutes down the road. <laughs> From uh, yeah. just being here a year. Yeah. I'm, I still think the South Hill is north of the city to me for some reason. <laughs> so, well, it's so. north of Pullman. Pullman's down. South here? Isn't that south? It is, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I'm, not, so. I'm not great with the... I'm directionally challenged, so... 
He's cute. No, <laughs> pretty nice. <laughs> Directionally challenged. <laughs> you did come from the east. <laughs> yeah. Dear words. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm not shitting on you too much. I'm just, yes. that's fine. <laughs> no, no, we we shit each other all fucking day. Trust me. It's okay. Fun. So, but, were you guys expecting to get the price that you got for the house? The we, first flip. Honest to God, that one of the hardest things to do is put a number on your property. Because, especially with So COVID. you didn't have that determined prior? No, we did. We did. It, it was okay. conservative. It was so conservative, what, 255 Well, hold on okay. a sec. So we, initially we ran our, our budget and we were like, yeah, we're going to flip this thing for 37000 <laughs> So we doubled that. Well, and that then was, I double my budgets all the yeah, time. And then as, we're, <laughs> as we're going through this, I'm running comps because I'm uh-huh. a, supposedly a realtor and I have uh, access to be able to look at comps. And every month during this uh, rehab, it was going up. I was like, okay. So towards the end, we were like, hey, let's just try this number and see if it works. And did you sure. list the property? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, that was fun. Was it your first listing? <laughs> yeah. There was, there was our one saving grace on that Queen Ave uh, was right down the road across the street, two, three houses down across the just street. Just sold, yeah. That's just right. sold for two ninety eight, but okay. it was a five bedroom, two bath. So it was an, it was like a perfect comp. So we were like, screw it, we got a four two, let's go for two eighty. Yeah. And everybody that looked at it loved it, but they were like, this isn't worth 280 And we're like, you know. You know what I mean? But if I had to change something about that, instead of, I moved the main wall between the master and the upstairs guest bedroom to accommodate a master suite bathroom. I would have put a second bathroom in the basement in, had I... I didn't want to do any concrete cutting or or, or um, on the floor though. Uh, groundwork plumbing. But you have a second bath. But there is a second bath. Yeah. yeah. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's just now funky. I don't know the Spokane market as well as I do like this Cooney County and stuff. Yeah. I would say if you got a four two, and the, there was a you're, private you're entrance. You're in a you're in a market where buyers looking yeah. for a four bedroom house are okay with two bathrooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, one of the weirdest questions that, that we kept on getting uh, from people was, does it have a sprinkler system? Does it have a sprinkler system? That was, oh. I mean, being from wherever, um, like that I, was kind of We learned why, because the one thing I miss about the East Coast is that it rains in yeah. the summertime. And here it's just talcum powder for yeah. five months. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, solid couple of months. July can yeah. be brutal yeah. on yeah. a lawn. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was our kind of one takeaway that we still haven't done yet uh, in our other flips. Uh, don't worry about it. It's not worth it. Yeah. I don't care. In general. <laughs> I, that's kind of my feeling. Like, if you really want a sprinkler system. It's not going to be a deal killer, though. you got to yeah. understand, like, what's a deal killer and what's not. And yeah. it's usually, you know, you got to have the appearance up yeah. front. You know, is it a freshly painted house? Yeah. <laughs> we also bought and all the appliances. new flooring. New- and then we talked to our, our guys over at TC Lending. Shout out to them because they're awesome. They are uh, phenomenal. There's a fun TC story. lending, yeah, yeah, okay. money lenders, okay, local and guys. He, uh, they were like, "Don't, don't fucking buy a fridge." And we're like, "Yeah, I don't buy fridges anymore." And he goes, "Don't fucking buy a washing machine." Anyway. And we're like, "All right, do we buy the dishwasher?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, buy yeah, that of dishwasher, range, <laughs> microwave, those yep. three, just those three." Yeah. So, do you guys stage your houses? No, no. We heard some horror stories about the staging stuff getting stolen, and then you're on the hook for it if it gets stolen. But I'm I sure, looked into like, digitally staging um, some, but I felt like our house price points weren't really, I don't know, required. I don't know. What, what are you, what's your take on staging? Um, I'm a believer in staging now. Okay. But it depends what, on what. What made you uh, a believer? Just because I, I've, I'm also a real estate agent 
uh, and I sell a lot of houses and I know the difference between um, flippers that put their houses on the market that you know recently remodeled but they're vacant totally empty yeah people that walk around they're walking around an empty house and they're just judging the fuck out of the construction work that was done Rather that's all they're doing. So yeah, yeah all they're doing is trying to justify the work that was done because they know it was just recently remodeled yeah. and they're just looking for imperfections. And when you're flipping a house, you're, it's not new construction. Yeah, there's still going to be little flaws here and there. Nothing's going to be perfect, but people are just their their mindset is somewhere else. Yeah. Versus when you have staging in the house, they come in, they know everything's done, and they're trying to imagine themselves living oh, there with that couch. And they, they typically sell much faster and for more. And I have had it at least two or three times I know of where I was a listing agent. We put a flipper's house on the market vacant and we got some decent feedback. But some people, eh, we're not sure about the, the renovation. It looked a little cheap or something like that. Sure. We took the house off the market for two weeks because our MLS requires us to keep If we withdraw, we can't put it back on for two weeks. Okay. So we take the listing off for two weeks, get it staged put it back on and the feedback changes dramatically when you get it the oh, feedback is amazing job on the renovation are there so they're, <laughs> that, uh, incredible you know this looks so good oh my gosh it looks so good but like when people uh, walk uh, through uh, a house uh, they're looking at the furniture and stuff sure. too like yeah, hdtv yeah. never shows a finished vacant house yeah, they show cool. it all staged because staging works yeah and it's like been clinically proven <laughs> to sell for nine more. out of ten doctors Faster. approve so now um and we we like so digital versus real staging you you would say real because they are walking the house rather than just looking at the shiny pictures look i know it's it's really tempting as because i've flipped a lot of houses yeah it's yeah. really tempting when you're done to just be done throw it on the market it's gonna sell people are gonna love it yeah Hell i've, I've like changed it. over time i know i you just you got to put the icing on the cake. Okay. And what you've done with flipping a house is you've made a cake. It's come out of the oven. It's ready to eat. Yeah. But put the icing on. People love the icing. And yeah. That's the furniture. Okay. And that and just it's worth the money. You're gonna get. It's all about returns Ballpark, and profits. In and the, you're in the back of your mind. How much do you spend on staging? Or what's that cost? Um, typically, you're gonna spend probably eighteen hundred bucks or so with okay. a stager. What we did since we're building multiple houses. Is I just um, we we just had a we had a, a we instead of because we knew like the next six houses were going to cost us about fourteen grand. Um, let's just spend five thousand bucks. Have my wife order everything on Amazon. We got a storage unit for forty bucks a month, and we all we had a little staging hmm. party. It took us a, a day with a, my team. Yeah, we put all the furniture together, and the house that we built the exact same house before that and didn't stage it, and we had a hell of a time with the buyer, and we had to make almost four thousand dollars in concessions, doing random stuff and sure. buying them a fridge and all this stuff to keep them happy, keep yeah. them on the deal. The next one, we're like, we're not doing that anymore. Let's just go the scientific route. Okay, we'll wait until it's completely done, then we'll put furniture in the house, stage it right, you know, photos and all on the wall and all wow. that stuff. Um, Dick and it totally right? worked. Dick cool. pics. Um, yep. Yes. <laughs> Of course, yes. Dick statues. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, but, that's funny. But nice. there's zero, zero complaint. People walk through the house. It's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. Awesome. Because they're not looking at the drywall anymore. They're not looking at like the little the quarter plot, inch gap in the like, baseboard. Yeah, the quarter inch gap in the baseboard over there that you can clearly see when the house is empty. Yeah. Um, that's not a bad idea. So, so thank you. The murder. 
uh, a red wall that oh my god went yeah. through the new coat of paint. <laughs> and people and people buy off emotion, not logic. Yeah, yeah. yeah and when they're true. walking in and they fall in love with the place, yeah. money becomes not not the main priority anymore. We experienced that on our second one. Um, it was like on the market for two days, and we had three offers. 15 uh, showings in 22 hours. Yeah, and then the offer, so we listed at 259, and then we, um, the offer that we accepted was an escalation clause up to 280. So that beat out all other offers With by a thousand, thousand bucks. more to the lowest offer. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we ended up closing 263. Oh, sorry, to the highest offer, the next highest but, offer, a thousand more. But you're right, it is, it's emotion based. I feel like, you know, the, the person that bought our second flip home was definitely like in love with it and just oh sure whatever let's go it was a really uh, cute house yeah it was. Uh, but it wasn't easy so yeah. that one we purchased <laughs> it's kind of a fun story we, we purchased uh during covid and we closed on april 1st and so we had uh, hard money lenders lined up for acquisition price was one hundred and forty thousand. and mm-hmm. we hadn't seen that the house and uh the now lender- is this while you were doing your first one too? yeah Okay, yeah. so about two at a time. Finishing the first finishing one. The first one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we, uh, our hard money lender, local hard money lender, uh, walked the house. So um, back up if you don't mind. Yeah. So how'd you find this one? Uh, sell it simple, Danny. Uh, okay, wholesaler. Uh, wholesaler, yeah. Right and on. AJ, those guys. Um, Danny was on this podcast. Too. That's awesome, yep. yeah. Um, he, uh, we found it through him, so it was just one of his houses that he just put out. And, and so we, uh, we... Originally had it at 140, then our lender backed out because he saw the the, the state of the basement, and there were some okay. issues about you know trying to get in because they had small kids and you know all that they were worried about COVID and all. That. So we ended up scheduling with Danny and, and AJ to go take a look at this house, and then finally we went in there and, and looked oh at it, God. and it was a kind of like a hoarder house. Um, yeah. And we went downstairs. And I could see Chris's like eyes just like get really big as he's looking up at the ceiling. I'm it like, looked like a blind, one-armed man <laughs> with a chainsaw was trying to do gymnastics down there. Like, oh, cool. cut main beams under the floor and just put in like a rando two by four here and there to support the entire house. He what must it? have he must have rented out one of my houses too because oh. I know that guy. And the entire <laughs> first floor that. package was framed with two by fours. Oh wow. So the entire house bounced as you walked through it. It was fun. Wow. Super fun. Uh and you bought it anyway. We had already purchased it. So oh, you had already bought it. We okay. had agreed to buy it. We hadn't closed on it yet. And okay. so now we just saw We it had five thousand like, in earnest money down. down. So we had one hard money lender that was like, no, get get bent. I'm not lending on this. And we're yeah, like freaking out a little bit, right? In the so car ride back, though, he was like, dude, like. On a scale of one to ten. I was like, hard seven. <laughs> Let's fuck, fuck it. We'll give him <laughs> our earnest money. He goes, really? We were gonna You're saying away. this? I'm we were like, going to walk yeah, away from five so this grand. Is right. You were going to walk away? Yeah. yeah so yeah. We, we had already put, you know, five grand earnest money or whatever. And are you are you glad you didn't walk away? Or you, yeah, yeah, I'm glad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was fun. Um, Ryan wheeled and dealed, though, and then COVID had just hit. So it played, played a great factor, like, in negotiating the price lower. Okay. So... One hard money, local hard money lender was out. I had another one lined up, but they were based in Seattle. And then a couple of days prior to closing, um, they said, hey, we're not lending due to COVID. So I reached out to Danny and I said, hey, here's the deal. Like, 
uh, we're having some issues because uh, we got a, an estimate back for basically jacking up the, the entire house, replacing all the subfloor, and then lowering it back down. It's going to be probably about thirty thousand. Um, our lender, two lenders, now have backed out. Um, we can't come up with the, the funds, and so Danny was like, "Well, are you guys still willing to close?" And I was like, "Yeah, but you know, this is a scary project." He's like, "All right." But well. Danny's a wizard, and he can go get price reductions. Yeah, so he <laughs> yeah. he went to bat for us, and yeah. begrudgingly, I could kind of ten, you know tell a little bit. Uh, so he came back and said, "All right, would one ten work?" And we we're like, "Yeah, it would," but we just again we need hard money because we don't have the. We were sitting on 70, 80 grand in cash or whatever that we needed to, to use to flip, yeah. but we didn't have the acquisition price. And so he's like, I got these guys, TC Lendings, they've, they've bought houses from us. Let me you know, give them a call, see if they'll lend on it. And so I called the, those guys and within two days, three days of not even knowing us, uh, they were out at the house willing to lend and then cool. guided us on the rehab. And they're like, yeah, we've been in your position. Uh, do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this, do this, and then do this with the house. And we we're like, great, awesome, wonderful. So uh, we finally were able to close. They you know, brought us the money and it was the weirdest thing because uh, we bought it for whatever, 110, 120 after all said and done fees and title and, and stuff. And then they lent us 140. So I bought a house and I walked away with close to 20 grand. And it was the weirdest experience. I'm like, I don't think this is normal. Which actually yeah. helped us finish. Yeah. So that was like some of your renovation flip. money? Yeah, they, they so that was some of the, renovation. the renovation. To be transparent, we actually used some of that to finish clean because yeah. we were running low on funds. It's funny. Our, Prob- our $37,000 budget ballooned. I would say probably three out of four houses I buy, I walk away with money at the table. That's awesome. <laughs> we just yeah. we just got dyslexic with our first house numbers, 37, 73, whatever. Well, no, we initially started with 37. I know, we got dyslexic. Yeah, 73, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so that's what you were uh, we ended up jacking the house off the foundation and reframing the entire first floor package from underneath. Hmm. Put in two brand new uh, engineered glue lamps, yeah. widened the staircase, Put it all back down. It all settled. She fought us. She was like, <laughs> like the whole time. She wasn't the, happy. The house but I wasn't was going to touch anything upstairs before that first floor we, was sound. Again, uh, kind of going back to the ethos, like we want to take pride in our work, make sure that like people yeah. are not going to die after they buy our house. Yeah. Right, like, right, right. <laughs> but all new plumbing, all new electrical, um, all new. We we, uh, we did just forced hot air with the fans, the heat boxes. Yeah. Uh, so no you no furnace, but you know brand new water heater and all that, and uh, carpeting downstairs, LVP upstairs, and it, it was and a lot of we we focused more on landscaping this time actually. Yeah. We flattened out the yard, put a big deck off the back, and and seated it, and that I feel yeah really did a bit went, of I wish we had done more with the lawn Man. to the first house. Yeah, right. so the yeah. first house was um, where we got the idea that landscaping, because we focused entirely on the house, but yeah. nothing on the lawn, and it looked like... I did that for a long yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. I totally know what you're saying. Yeah. And it, it wasn't until maybe the last, maybe two years, where I started actually putting in a landscape budget. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> before, I would just never even think, yeah. oh, it's just, we'll sell during the winter. Yeah. It'll be snowy. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad call. Yeah. No so, one will see it. Yeah, so all said and done, uh, that one took a little bit longer to, to uh, renovate, um, and we ended up selling that uh, November. We were under contract, closed uh, middle of December. Um, nice. We then, did cut two egress windows into that one, and yeah. we called these guys 
you're not getting our contact, so nice try. But uh, the, these two, these two kids, you can. I don't. Know. <laughs> these no, they're two phenomenal. Kids, oh, you got somebody these, else to cut the windows. These you didn't two want guys to do it this yeah. yeah. In three hours and five hundred bucks, they cut two egress windows in, and they wow. were gone. Were they Russian? No. <laughs> no, no, they're actually local um, uh, here. One guy, uh, he's come a couple, a few times with me. I'll, I'll introduce you. Okay, but, really um, good dudes, and they phenomenal. and they and they fell trees too. They're like yeah. monkeys. They're awesome. They, they climb trees. Yeah. <laughs> so. Fair enough. Yeah, good guys. Really good guys. So through that process, we ended up um, going into negotiations with the neighbor next door and a guy named Kelly. Kelly was buying a house from a guy named John. John was a former helicopter pilot, and he and I hit it off immediately. And now we're in the process right now, closing on John's house, uh, his other house that we're buying March first. So it was kind this of a weird, us, though. a weird relationship. So we Not ended up flip. buying Kelly's house next door, and that one we were going to wholesale, but the wholesale kind of fell through. And then one of the things we were talking about on the way over here was, I wish we had gotten after this a little bit sooner because it's literally been sitting since. Mm, November, I don't know, 15th or 20th or whatever, whenever we closed on it. And we were just like, we were, oh yeah, we'll just, you know, wholesale it, wholesale it, and nobody's buying it, nobody's buying it. So it's like, all right, let's go ahead and just flip it. But that one's going to be a little bit more like lipstick the pig rather than a full gut rehab because it's it's not bad. It's just, you know, a little funky. You say a, that now. Yeah. And then yeah, you're going to really get into it. It would be a perfect house for somebody like myself who's, who, can do the trades, but wants a place to live, a, a first-time house or something like that, uh, to where they could just spend, you know, 17 weekends, you know, putting this thing together, and it would probably net another 35, 40,000, uh, but just doing it timely and, you know, methodically on weekends, but we don't want it on our books anymore, so we got to get this thing going. So, uh, yeah, we had some, some plumbing issues with that house. That was the knife that, that fell that we were talking about earlier. Can we? Can you tell that story? Yeah, yeah. So it, was, the, it sounded pretty funny. The, the, the gist was um, Listen up, everyone. We, the, <laughs> yeah, we had purchased the house. Kelly had moved all of his stuff out, and I wanted to put it up on uh, you know as a wholesale, but I'd, it was kind of still pretty dirty, dusty, dog hair, stuff yeah. like that. Right there. So I, I had a cleaning lady come in, and um, she was doing a phenomenal job. She's cleaned uh, our other house for us and um, so anyways while she was cleaning she knocked a knife off the counter and it was a one in a million shot where the knife literally just went down and nicked this water line that was going to the fridge that was you know taking her final destination I'm with my (laughs) yeah it was completely final destination I had flown back to Massachusetts I'm with my girlfriend uh, Kayla in in uh, in mass it's like 7 p.m. we just like sat down to dinner with my parents and I get this like do you know where the main shutoff is? Like, phone call. So, I'm like, what? I, I get a call from the cleaning lady. She's yeah. like, your house is flooding. You need to come here. I'm like, what the hell did you Oh, do? you weren't there when she did it. Okay. No, I wasn't. So I'm 15 minutes away, and I'm calling Kel, uh, the, the Kelly, the previous owner, and then I called Chris because I couldn't yeah. get a hold of him. I was like, dude, where's the main water shutoff? It's flooding. So I go in there. And of course, it scared the shit out of him. He doesn't call me back for an hour. I'm like, well, <laughs> because is now it I'm fixed? dealing with it. Yeah, you're dealing so with it. So I can't I called answer the Kelly, phone. the original homeowner. I was like, "Where's the Where's the main shutoff?" Uh, I should have known that, you know, before. Yeah. Any that's the, the number it's the last one thing, thing you think of is it needs know, to be the first thing. Though. It needs yeah. to be the first thing. Know yeah. where the main shutoff is and whether or not it actually works. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We've had that issue. Oh yeah, the guys from the city. So this whole block. You couldn't shut down an individual house. There was no like water key or anything location. Oh, really? It was an entire block shut off, right? Well, so I've got smart. all my stuff that I need. 
uh, ready to go to change the main water shelf because the guys who shut it down they they won't change your valve for you uh-huh. on the house so we had to put in a new gate well it, it was a gate valve I wanted to switch it to a lever and so four of them are standing around me and they're like <laughs> and they're laughing already and I'm like Uh-oh. what and, and they're like dude we shut off the water but you realize there's still four other houses that are pressurizing this spot right I'm like shit. So like I like unscrew and it's like poof and I'm like yeah and I had to get oh, the God. new one on and they're all they've all seen it before clearly. Oh, uh, so yeah, when you have an entire block to shut down, you have everyone's second story pressure still pushing on the water supply line. Yeah. So yeah. That sounds like hell. So long story short, <laughs> we, we got the water shut off and uh, you know after the under the sink shut off broke, the little valve ball valve for this little uh, refrigerator line off of the feeder line broke and uh, you're just breaking everything I just touch. Broke it. like it was one of those like you're, you're freaking out you're, you're retarded kids drink yeah. <laughs> it comes off in your hand I've got the same like, thing everything I touch I break yeah like, just my awesome. hands are extremely strong so we get that fixed uh, the other the other issue that we just had fixed on that was the the main stack um, uh, for uh, sewage and stuff was coming uh, out, going into the foundation wall. Completely split open on the top, and they had the, I don't know if Kel did HVAC or, tape. They had like yeah, like HVAC, HVAC tape, tape. Oh, like the, the metal tape, not even yeah. like duct tape. Duct right. tape, I would have understand because you know it's not like Flex Seal that seals everything, but it, it, it has some qualities. Seal. But it was, <laughs> we should have done that. Flex Seal. Flex Seal. <laughs> so this main is like this twelve-inch long gash into yeah. this pipe, and we're like, well, that's not gonna pass any inspection yeah. whatsoever. So we had to cut the con- concrete because it was like right up to the foundation, but then it stopped. So they had to cut out the, found- the foundation, put in a clean out the other side. It was a big one, but at least it's done. Uh, now we can finish off that bathroom and try to put it on the MLS for, we were, we were trying to o- unload it for two, 205, and now we're, we're thinking we might be able to get 235 after we do this bathroom. Gotcha. Yeah, and then you gonna paint. stage it, you think? I think, I, I think maybe now. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Because it is kind just of a funky it. layout, though. Oh, just, then definitely just, just fucking do it. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. yeah. Just finish your rehab. The, yeah. only, the only thing that like is a huge turnoff, especially to me, uh, and Ryan, uh, it, it's not comfortable to go down the stairs to the base. It's the smallest staircase like I've ever narrow used. And Both like my shoulders touch on deep. the walls when I'm trying to walk down. It's Fair steep. Enough. It's deep, yeah. It's yeah. A, it's perfect slinky stare. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I've been through those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, built those. <laughs> somewhere along the lines, <laughs> almost we, a ladder. We we uh, we ended up buying a couple of pieces of property, which is kind of like our fundamental transition from flipping into uh, getting into new I'm builds. So excited about. So we that. have uh, no two, more from Mac. Well, now that you've got two flips under your no belt. more. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I used to build new Get homes in. though in Virginia. Right. Okay. So, so this is a so new no more build. like. My biggest pet peeve in the field is getting blown in insulation dropped on me. I lose it. He's seen it a bunch of times. <laughs> I've made phone calls to people and told them just to fuck off. And he's like, who'd you call? I don't know, just some random guy. I hate it. Hate it. So just it's don't be around rough. during insulation yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So part of the, the um, I don't know, self learning, discovery, whatever you want to call them, was a lot of the rehabs that we're doing is not adding value. For example, we spent uh, probably about 10 grand and two months worth of labor, just time, uh, jacking up this house, redoing the, the you, yeah. know, you know, all that stuff. So it's structurally safe and it's sound, but it wasn't adding value to the house At where all. we were feeling like, 
if we transition into new builds, everything you're doing is potentially adding value to the house. You're not trying to fix other people's mistakes and then getting it back to where you know it needs to be. So, um, but we did get new construction is very boring and predictable. Yeah. So um, but, I love that and extremely <laughs> profitable if you if you're doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> so the the idea is again like what Chris uh, touched on earlier was. Uh, getting our trades um, kind of lined up so we have a, kind of an army of people ready to go uh, is going to be the, the big challenge. Um, and we're going to flesh that out with uh, the flips that we've done and then also the two new builds. Uh, what we want to get into is doing uh, cottage developments um, where you can put up to 1,000 square feet or 1,200 square feet if it has a little loft area. And then there has to be green space around the house plus pathways and walkways. And you can do the, these little cluster developments of cottages in um, Spokane Valley and stuff like that that you can fit potentially 10 houses to 12 houses per, per acre. acre. Wow. So looking for like a 5, 10 acre type of parcel where we can do like a little cottage community type of thing. Yep. And I don't want to say it's like affordable housing, but it is like a but little it, bit cheaper housing. It sounds like it, a if trailer we could, park with it, foundations. Well, yeah, but if we could <laughs> make it... But nicer houses. But, right. Yeah, yeah, but if we could make but them energy efficient, so like radiant slab, maybe solar roof, right? Yep. Uh, we'd also get a, a, a credit from... This. You know, so... You know, I I, um, I got an email a couple days ago from Greenstone, the large home builder yeah. in the area. Yeah. Is starting now, all their homes are going to come standard with solar power. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and you get rebates from the state for that. Back from the state, like if you if you classify it in 90- with the state of Washington. Right? Oh, this is Idaho. Yeah, maybe right. maybe Idaho too. I don't know. Um, so we want to make them energy efficient and a super high R value. If you if you if you have a, a higher uh, UI than like ninety five percent efficiency or something like that, then you also get a rebate. So like closed cell spray and uh, foam is a great way to get to that number, huh. uh, and like triple pane windows. And there's only like five windows per of these. So cottages. who gives the rebates? The state. The state is you, it you, like a tax rebate? Yeah. So okay. and it can either be passed to whoever buys the house, or you know you can just collect it because you're the builder. I don't, so uh, building these communities, we can build, we kind of just back of the napkin numbers, we could put up these like cottages for like a buck 25 to a buck 30. And then we want to price them at like 199. Uh-huh. And having a brand new build at that price, I think, in this area, people would go insane. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. the, the next what generation kind of new con- affordable housing. Yeah. Is there any new construction out there under 200 right now? Not really. Not that I've seen. I, yeah. I know. So there's a, a nonprofit group, uh, like a, a religious organization that, that deals with um, like uh, women's abuse type shelter stuff. And they've done a cottage development in Spokane, uh, kind of on the north side of the city. And so their mm-hmm. kind of model, they were kind of like the, the um, uh, groundbreakers, if you will, for this area. And I know, like, City of Spokane Valley and even the City of Spokane are kind of pushing this as an alternative, you know, development to rather than doing, like, an apartment complexes or, you know, duplexes or triplexes or something like that, that they want to do alternative but very economically or um, uh, ecologically friendly. So uh, this cottage development, you have a certain amount of setbacks for green spaces for lawns. You have to have a certain amount of uh, 800 plants. square feet of uh, common space. Yeah, so there's common spaces for all the houses, plus um, pathways or walkways in between the houses, and then um, lots of plants and shrubberies that are all kind of this requirement and in then order to build. parking for 
three, it's two or three parking spots per cottage, plus uh, some covered. That's a lot of parking for one acre. Maybe it's maybe it's <laughs> two yeah. two spaces per cottage, but then okay. you have also have covered for ADA spots. Uh-huh. So it has to, you know, be like porticos or something like that over some of the spaces. A percentage, I think it's, it's like twenty percent or something. Yeah, it's one spot for every two bedrooms for the first two bedrooms, and then for every additional bedroom, it's another spot. So. Like a three-bedroom, two-bath would require two spots, whereas a two-bedroom, one-bath would only require one spot. But if you do the, a bonus room loft on mm-hmm. these cottages, you can get it up to 1,200 square feet. Yeah. Okay. Which isn't a bad number, you Wait, know, for like a brand and is new that a, um Is this like a two-bedroom, one-bath house? Yeah, I think. Well, I think we're gonna go after a three, three one. Right? I think. It, I think there's gonna be some that are two, two ones or three ones, uh, kind of depending. Yeah. So we'll do a little bit. You know, you can kind of. Uh, as you're laying it out, fit yeah. a half bath. Yeah, somewhere. exactly. <laughs> the hardest part is an exit strategy for these. Like you either really kind of have to want to rent, but there's going to be an HOA like some because it's a community. Yeah. So how do you buy into or out of an individual? It's a little bit more complicated. From from our end, because in essence you're you're building a condo association. Yeah. You're building a condo yep. complex, and so you you have to develop then the. HOA guidelines and standards and stuff like that. And um, who doesn't love Don't HOAs? be an asshole. I mean, really. That's like rule yeah. number one. <laughs> That's our only rule. Uh, sir, you need more than one rule. <laughs> Don't be a dick. <laughs> there you go. Record this, please. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to I wanna do... <laughs> Do you remember that place Nate and I lived in Virginia? Uh, yeah. To have a pet, you were allowed pets with no pet fee, but you had to submit some of your dog's feces to a lab. And if they caught your dog's shit, they would get it tested, and then you would get wow. an $800 fine for not picking up your dog shit. Wow. Yeah. I want to impose that here. <laughs> I hate stepping the dog shit. Yeah. It's a good idea. <laughs> did you know that that community I, did that? I did not. I love that. That's fun. Yeah. Because we didn't have a dog. That's not, not not a bad idea. That's yeah. not I would bad. bring that, samples that in. Like, I know. Trying to get people. I fucking hated it. I bought a uh, <laughs> I I bought a condo that I flipped out in Pulse Falls and the Promenade, and it was kind of like an affordable condo at the time. It was two bedroom, two bath. I think I sold it for like one forty something. Today it'd be, it would sell for a lot more. But um, that the biggest problem that this condo facility had was everybody just let their dog shit in these small little common areas <sighs> and wouldn't pick it up. <laughs> That um, sucks. But I, I've lived in other communities before, like in Florida, where you just have the post there with, with the, the, bag, the bags, the bag, yeah. and it, people will pick it up if like if, if the bags are right there. Yeah, it's like, come on, yeah. just do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's your dog. Help them yeah. help themselves a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see uh, what the, all the requirements are, and like I, I said, you know, before we're kind of figuring this out as we go along. So even the new yeah. builds, we're, you know, we don't know exactly what we're doing, but we're enjoying every minute of it. Nice. So how far away are you from um, potentially doing this project? Um, Did so, you already bought the property? Yeah. So we've we've purchased. Uh, sorry, the cottage developments or the new builds. The so we, I, th- we, I thought it was one and the same. Oh, sorry. No, so, we're doing two regular single family. Yeah, just oh, a okay. three bed, two bath, one, and then a four bed. So you bought developed lots? Yeah, so we're developing those. We're in the permitting process right now. They've so, already okay. got electrical, gas, and, and water stubbed in. Stubbed in. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna and sewer. Yeah, and sewer. We're gonna 
Are you, so are you guys going to manage all the subs and yeah, yeah, be yeah. the builder yeah. on it? Okay. Yeah. Because well, I'm going to try to... Uh, right now, we're just doing small, odd jobs, uh, cabinet install, kitchen installs, and, and anything I can... You know, I just did a whole basement reno. Just bringing in income for Ryan spearheading our uh, wholesale division. Mm-hmm. Uh, property management division. I'm just going to take over the the new builds. He's still helping me with all this, but like once we actually get to a good divide point, when he starts hiring more employees for his section, and I start getting my employees in in some trades, then we'll have these two builds will be a great springboard to learning uh, on a large scale. Okay, this is the area. This is the trades I need. These are the steps I need to take to transition into those cottages. So step, like I want to say, this is our phase two right now. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to get out of phase one, and then phase three would be the cottages. And then if we do hold the cottages, Ryan running the property management section of the business would be able to control all that. But it's just stamping cottages yeah. out, just assembly line. And then how much is 1,200 square feet to frame and drywall and stuff? It's not hard. So th- this might be a little question, but for the investors out there listening that are f- fixing and flipping homes and want to try something new like new construction because they sure. know... You know, inventory out there is just dog shit. Um, and I think where it's at is, you know, building houses, like, because that's what the market needs. Yeah. yeah. And there's still land out there to build on. It's, it's harder to find. But what kind of advice would you have for those people? Like, how do you make that transition? What should you be aware of? And what, um, what are some pitfalls, if any? Realize, first things first, <laughs> realize today's lumber prices are not like they were a year ago. Like, it's tripled. Yeah. Okay. Like that is. So what is it? What does it cost for a typical framing package then for an average house? So when we first, when I, when Ryan and I first got here, it was probably a hundred and seventy-five to two hundred and fifteen dollars a square foot to build. It's now upwards of three hundred. Three hundred thousand. Oh no, no is that with dollars a square foot? Is that with the lot or without? That's without the lot. It's the cost of a new build with a contractor. Yeah, uh, that's a little high. Wow. It is, it that is up much? there. Um, I don't think that's high. Like, oh, it, that's with a contract. I want to say like a twenty five hundred. Yeah, but like, you're foot. Co- if you were managing all the subs. Oh, if, they, if it, they're their own yeah. GC. Yeah, if it, yeah. yeah. This you is can, this is can, for the investors that want to take it. over. Like, they're doing the same thing. Only they're starting from dirt. Sure. And and they're still just managing subs. But that's. I mean, I am a builder. You know what yeah. I mean? And not every flipper is 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 in a, or investment a real estate investment is that has a GC background. That's why I think we work really well together. But. If if they're if they're hiring a contractor because they're not going to tackle it themselves, yeah, I guess you're at one eighty five to to two thirty, I would say square foot. Yeah, yeah I mean, also lumber is just kind of depends on like finished packages, whether or not you're yeah. doing kind of high and medium low and you know that type of thing. But yeah, lumber is the the biggest factor. Another piece of advice I would say is just um, relationships are key. You know, either with your subs or but then also with the city, um, city like. Of Spokane Valley uh, has been phenomenal, and just saying, "Hey, idiot, you know, we need this." You know? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. cool, thanks. You know, there's a they'll coach you through of, it a little. Yeah, they are because yeah, they notice it. They yeah. want to help. They help. Um, fundamentally, they I think they they want to help, but they also want to make sure that it's done correctly and it's done you know up to their standards or. But whatever. heads up on sewage connection fees. Yeah, didn't yeah. see that coming. Eight thousand dollars later, sewer cap fees. So it, yeah. It's like yeah, eight, eight oh. grand to do the final from you know it's already. Stubbed into the the property from the city, so from the city then to your house, they're charging eight grand to do it. Which okay, whatever. 
So. Yeah, it's about it's close to what it is here. Yeah. Usually we spend around six grand or so for a sewer cap fee up here. I've never done uh, from dirt to foundation. I've only done from foundation to finish. Okay. So this, these two new builds is gonna show me what it takes to fully develop a house, which is which is exciting for me. I'll have that last missing piece of the puzzle. Um, uh, and uh, hopefully a really great, decent uh, concrete guy. We've been working with this guy uh, that we met through a house that out in Liberty Lake. Um, his name's Ed, really good dude, who's become more of a friend than a client. But uh, he had a great concrete guy do his stamped concrete um, on his like farmhouse style. Uh, and uh, he's taking care of us. So, we're so, we're so we wanted to get these out of the ground by March. Uh, but it's been a little bit harder with obviously like the county not being able to go submit your plans in person and like, you know, talk to them, what do I need? Um, so that's another heads up, I guess, for the homeowners out there. Just be prepared for the county to take a little bit longer right now because of COVID, in, in Washington anyway. I don't know if you're still allowed to go to the county here. Um, yeah, that's yeah. cool. America. That's America. <laughs> I'm envious sometimes. I am. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I think so. From a development standpoint, like we kind of lucked into uh, these two um, lots. We actually bought them from uh, Trevor uh, Rendell, oh, Rendell yeah. Homes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he wholesaled these lots, and we we ended up buying them. Um, and it's nice because the I might have seen those sewer, on an email list. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you did. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you want to buy them? Um, so <laughs> no, water, no. sewer, and electric, <laughs> build in Washington. and uh, yeah, gas were all stubbed in. <laughs> One of the, the challenges we were looking, prior to doing these two, we were looking at another one acre lot to do potentially eight little houses or three duplexes, you know, we were kind of trying to problem solve. And the, the biggest challenge we found with that one is the groundworks aspect. So we were gonna look at spending about 100 to $125,000 to get just the road cut in and sewer, water, and electrical and everything all set up to each one of the building sites or locations. And so the challenge then is uh, financing. You know, if you can do it with a hard money lender, like conventional won't touch you until the foundations are, are poured, ready to go, and then they'll be happy to lend you money. The, they won't lend you traditional mortgages or whatever, they won't lend you for the groundworks for the development. So you have to come up with kind of creative financing solutions for that. So that's going to be one of the bigger challenges that I see. It's almost like you need to use either private money or hard money to get the development side done. Yeah. But then once you have the concrete pads done, then it becomes easier to finance because it's more traditional, more understood by the big banks and stuff. So. Well, it's a lot more predictable yeah. what your costs are once you have your foundation yeah. and your utilities stubbed in. Then you have you pretty much have fixed costs. Yeah, yeah. And so that I mean that's even one uh, aspect you know you know that would be to buy a parcel to do the groundworks development and then parcel out each lot individually and sell it um, at that point. So you have kind of a midterm um, exit strategy. And then if you were to develop all the houses, you can either keep all of them and refinance as a rentals, or you can then you know sell each one individually or sell them all as a portfolio, you know, that type mm -hmm. of thing. So there's kind of multiple exit strategies. And I think just this day and age, you need to have kind of backup plans for backup plans for backup plans. Uh, just to make sure that you're yeah. you're staying safe. So, right, or, or sell enough of the developed lots uh, just to be playing with house money. You know, keep whatever. Yeah, is like you could, yeah. yeah, sell like six and yeah. keep three, or sell yeah. eight and keep one. Or, I don't know. Right. Gotcha. So you guys having fun still? 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> truly am. Yes. We, we started doing some some wholesale stuff on the side, and legitimately, my first phone call to you know cold call was a you know a for sale by owner you know house just you know two blocks away from my primary residence. And I talked to the sweet uh, old lady, Marilyn, for like uh, an hour and a half and ended up getting a date with her daughter, <laughs> or granddaughter, it turns out. Um, so I was looking for a house. And then I came home and he goes, I might have five houses that we we're going to wholesale and a date. And I was like, wait, <laughs> On what? On your first call. <laughs> My first call. I was like, this date. is going to be awesome. Like, I was yeah, like, it's always rookie's luck. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Back, back, back that up a little bit. What, what, what? about the date? <laughs> well, How first, did the date go? I, I, so we haven't actually had a date yet. Oh, okay. It was more joking. But like, <laughs> low-key, the grandmother, uh, Marilyn, was uh, really pushing her granddaughter hard. Uh, like, oh, I think you guys would love each other. Oh, you know, it's like, okay, grandma. Yeah. But like, genuinely a really nice woman. She has, uh, she's older, 85. She has a number of houses that she's looking to offload. And so we're right now in the process of uh, trying to get into that first house because her tenants right now, have, you know, the house is in shambles. It clearly needs a complete gut rehab. Uh, and they've posted a, a notice that, uh, on their front door that says we may may have been exposed to COVID. Please, you know, we will not answer the door type of thing. And so now, daughter or granddaughter is working with lawyers to you know, you know send the documents so we can actually get in and go take a look. So it was gotcha. kind of a random little fun fun challenges always. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm excited about our our upgrade to a bigger place for like office space and yes. more recreational. Oh, you guys get that office? So, kind of. Yeah, so uh, my primary residence is a little uh, 1,200, three-bed, two-bath type of thing with a large enough yard that we can park trailers and whatever uh, that we want in the front. But we wanted something a, a little bit bigger. Um, and so we ended up buying the Kells house, the neighbor next door to the flip. Uh, Kell bought John's. John's uh, other house, we're actually buying John's house. So this one is 20, I don't know, 200 square feet, five bedroom, three bath type of thing. And then it actually has a space for a, an office area downstairs. Huge so. vaulted ceiling, center fireplace. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The county has it listed for a 4-2, but it's a 5-2. 3-2, two, right? uh, and two. it's a 5-3. Five, 5-3. Three. Five, three. Yeah. So we, we got kind of lucky with this one. Uh, Thank you, John, if you ever listened to this. <laughs> it was uh, a, yeah, off-market deal, and, you know, even they were, oh, sorry. sorry. No, it's okay. Oh, you don't have to get closer now. I just <laughs> you guys are slowly, as time oh, goes yeah. on, you're getting further and further Here we go. and further away from the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> Shy. Um, it's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. That That's, I don't know. Does this kind of you that one night in college? <laughs> <laughs> Penny Benjamin. Oh. <laughs> that I was a hear. Top Gun reference. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I haven't watched Top Gun one, since I was like five. In so. one uh, flyby, in one Admiral's Donner, Penny Benjamin? And you, you shit for brains. You're lucky to be here. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We're, yeah, we're looking forward to, to moving in. Uh, we close on that March 1st, um, and then... Uh, Chris and I are moving in. My son uh, is with me half time, so he's moving in, obviously. And then uh, our new employee is actually moving in with us too. So, so how old is your son now? Is he like twelve? Uh, or twelve. Yeah, twelve oh, now. I'm so yes. good at math. Yeah, yeah. we are. Yeah. It's like 2012, seven or eight, or seven or eight to five or six, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> he reads at a tenth grade level. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so, 
yeah, fun side note. He enjoys playing video games, and uh, his trash talking has really gotten epic. Like, Chris oh and I will God, be, yeah. like, in the, the kitchen living room just talking or whatever, and all of a sudden we'll hear him drop some, some and epic And we, like, stop, and we're like, jeez. It's just so like, so I, I've like got... I would honestly take offense to that if <laughs> yeah. that was directed at me. <laughs> I've got a four-year-old daughter um, and a two-year-old son. Oh, nice. And they've been, ex- they've been exposed to a lot of harsh language over the, <laughs> Good times. Over the couple Have they short years. Have any of it? Well, so my my daughter recently has taken a liking to Super Mario 3 okay. <laughs> on the regular Nintendo. Nice. Like simulator. Nice throwback. Know your oh, yeah. roots. Awesome. So she wants to play that every night, and she'll be like, Daddy, dun, 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 I'm thinking dun, about dun, playing dun, some dun, Mario. <laughs> like, that's how she wants me to, like, go upstairs and turn it on for her. Yeah. <laughs> but every once in a while, like, she'll just get frustrated because she'll keep jumping into a hole or something like that. And she's like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, uh, stop. Use the other word. She's like, oh, yeah, Jax. Or something. She, like, makes up a cuss word. Jax is Jax her made-up made cuss up. word. Nice. Uh, I like that. You Only know what's great about the original NES? You can... You can spike that controller off of solid concrete it will not affect it I, I used to bite it I got so mad you know well it was just some sort of simulator like machine <laughs> that I got off yeah emulator yeah. or something like that that That's I got awesome. off of Amazon but it, and it plays like 800 games but the only game she wants to play is sure. that Super Mario Brothers 3 that's cool yeah, it's that's a good cool. one, <laughs> it is a good one. It, it's probably one of the she'll, best she'll play Excite Bike here and there but it's mostly Excite oh Bike God, I remember that yeah holy cow and Paperboy was good Paperboy's on there it's a little tough for her yeah. It's a hard game. We just get chased by the dog. Yeah. And that random pedophile that runs out to get the kid. Hey, <laughs> Hi, Chris. Yeah. You bringing me any good news? Oh, got tackled by the guy. <laughs> Awkward. Oh, boy. Yeah. Can you come get me Weird out of games. Stewart's basement, bro? No. <laughs> <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> <play> <laughs> shows up. Those were our video games back then. Yeah. yeah. Run away from the pedophile. <laughs> I never really thought about that. <laughs> that was, it's, re- it's on the game. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> the guy just runs out of his house and chases yeah. the kid. Yeah. I'll there were some you. manly games back in the day. Yeah. Like lawn darts. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we can't play that shit anymore because some kid caught one to the forehead. You know? Oh. I have a set. I love them. I, I hate we got to cut this yeah, 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 short yeah. here. I got to run to Bonner's Ferry uh, nice. in about eight minutes. But awesome. um, anything else that we should uh, chat about? What do you guys got going on next other than new construction? Uh, yeah, so property the management. new construction, property management stuff, we're doing a little wholesaling stuff on the side. My my goal is to do some property management stuff for uh, local friends and, and investors, get all the systems, policies, procedures, and everything in place. And then start hold, like holding out to other actual investors. Um, Keller Williams doesn't do any property management, um, and I'm an agent with them in, in Spokane, so it's going to be a little interesting how to get around that or do that. But I figure for myself, you know, and close friends, it should be fine. But um, yeah, so anyways, uh, property management, and then just wholesaling stuff, but uh, primarily just for for. Our, for us, you know, finding the good deals and that type of thing, or our nice. local investors, not trying to do Danny's uh, amazing job of canvassing the entire inland Northwest. Eventually, there start branching out to other states too, just going where the money is, you know. Yeah, and then having a plane maybe to get us there. Who I knows? think the I think the money's here. 
Yeah, no, where, no. Where I'm you're not, at. I'm, yeah. I'm saying like 10 <laughs> well, years. Oh, I hear what you're saying. Maybe there's a trailer park in Kentucky or something that hasn't been destroyed by a tornado yet. You know, like right. ripe for the picking. You know? <laughs> uh-huh. It'll be three more times in the next 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a great idea. We yeah. just had a tornado at Ruiner House. Should we build in the exact same location? Yeah, yeah. let's do yeah. that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Seems legit. So if somebody, uh, if somebody out there watching wants to get a hold of you guys um, and, I don't know, lend you money or be one of your vent, your um, subcontractors or something sure. like that. Just pick your brain. You want to give out your info? Yeah, yeah. Or uh, sure. Brian at CRC Homes. CRC-Homes.com. CRC. Oh, is that this yeah, one? This okay. One. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, is that your flipping company? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of construction company. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Chris, uh, you can have my number, I guess. 413-441-5532. Call for right a good on. time. Uh, usually <laughs> at 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. is the best time to reach them. Yeah, if you got a granddaughter out there that needs a <laughs> date, <laughs> looking for hot granddaughters, <laughs> old enough. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Just kidding. yeah. What's yeah. the age you no, can send Nido? Oh my god, is thirty? <laughs> and that's how we got kicked off the podcast. Uh, he said he wanted us to. All right. <laughs> four people left. Less. less yeah. less there goes our last four. <laughs> All right. Hey man, thank you. For the four people that hung in there, thanks a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. It was fun. Do it again someday. Yeah, let's do a follow up maybe after the new builds or something. That'd be fun. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. And we'll drink beer next time. Hell yeah. Seriously? We won't do it at 10. Yeah, we usually. We'll do it at 10, but we'll just be drinking. But um, (laughs) yeah, let's not tease me with a good time. What kind of beer do you like? Uh, I actually really like the No Lie, the Big Juicy and uh, the uh, Wrecking Balls. I love the Wrecking Balls. Yeah. I, I like to drink six of those. Dude, you get no, I'm just kidding. Wrecked. <laughs> you get wrecked off a couple. <laughs> yeah. They're like the uh, the dogfish head IPAs, like the 120s. Yeah, they're pretty rough. Yeah. 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 But they're delicious. All right, thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Investor Shed Podcast. Please like the video and subscribe to the channel for instant access to all future episodes. If you or someone you know has investing experience or stories to share, reach out to us in the comments or via email.